the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Oh, we're like on part three of I will not fear. I will not fear. Do you know that we have to make a choice today that we will not fear? right? The choice is ours. Look at your neighbor say, it's up to you. Come on, it's up to you. We will not fear. We will choose, we will choose faith over fear, right? Psalms 34, let's go. Let's jump into the word. All right. Psalms 34, three through four. This is the Amplified. Oh, magnify the Lord. Let's go. What are we supposed to magnify? The Lord. What do we magnify? The problem. (laughs) We magnify the problem. So many times we get a magnifying glass on the problem, on the situation, right? On what someone said to us, on just the little things that's going on in our life. But the word says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us lift up his name together. I sought the Lord on the authority of his word and he answered me and delivered me from from all of my fears. From what? From all of my fears. Not 50%, not 75%, not 80%. He delivered me from all of my fears. What do we need to do? We need to stop speaking the problem. We need to stop magnifying the problem. We need to stop magnifying the problem in our relationships, right? In, our, in this, in that, in the situation that we're going through. Well, you know, imagine if we magnified the Lord in our relationships. We magnified the Lord in our finances. We magnified the Lord over our children. We magnified the Lord. Come on, as we go throughout our day, we give thanks to God because he's good and his mercies endure forever. We magnify the Lord. I want you to wake up in the morning and remind yourself, I will not magnify the problem today. I will not magnify the problem. If you're the problem, we ain't magnifying you. Come on, we're going to magnify the Lord. We're going to trust him. We're going to seek him on his authority, right? He answered me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. Y'all believe that? I believe God is the deliverer. He's the redeemer, right? We have to stop magnifying every problem. We choose to magnify the Lord. We have to make the choice. We choose to magnify the word of God, right? We choose to magnify that we have the victory in Christ Jesus. So when we have a situation, when we've got sickness, we've got disease, we've got problems knocking on our door, we can magnify that problem or we can magnify the victory in Christ Jesus that we already have. And let me tell you guys, this is for real. You can apply this or not, but you know I love to be real with you. So last Thursday... I had a surgery. (laughs) I had a surgery. And let me tell you, this message, I will not fear. I don't care if I'm preaching it to myself, preaching it to my future self, preaching it to you, preaching it to the world. We're going to preach about it, right? There's a lot going on. So funny, like, it's what you magnify. It's 100% what you magnify. Is that situation, is that issue, is that pain going to stop me? Never, never. And as I was preaching last Wednesday, and I said that the, um, when Jesus said, peace, be still to the storm, and it said in the Amplified, as if the wind had grown weary. 
and I, I immediately saw the enemy. Guys, I have been going through chronic issues and surgeries and whatever for a long time. And I, in that moment, I was so encouraged, like, devil, you getting weary? You getting weary because this girl ain't. <laughs> this girl, she doesn't run on her own. I run on the Lord. That's a, I magnify the Lord in the situation. I magnify the Lord in the problem. So that's what I keep my eyes on. And I see and I get through to the other side. So I'm going in to have this surgery. This is just so funny to me. So they put you under anesthesia, which is only my second time in life ever having anesthesia. And so she's telling me, oh, sweetie, you're not going to remember this. And I'm like, I will remember this. You tell me I will not something, let me tell you I will. <laughs> I will remember this. So she's like, no, we're going to take good care of you. You are so young. You're going to recover so well. I'm like, amen, amen. Preach it, sister, because that's right I am. And uh, she's, uh, she's like, we're about to give you the anesthesia. So I'm like talking, and I have my eyes open, and I'm like, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember this room. I'm going to remember that light. I'm going to remember, like, so I'm in my mind telling myself what I'm going to remember because she said, you will not remember this. And then I was like, okay, um, it's getting kind of like we're about to go into surgery. I don't want to remember this. I don't want to remember this. <laughs> I don't want to remember this. So then I close my eyes and I'm like, okay, so that you don't see, I don't want to remember. And then I'm like, girl, open your eyes so they don't think you're asleep yet and you remember this. So I open my eyes <laughs> and I see her and she's smiling, looking at me like so sweet. She was like older. She's older than me. But you know, it just felt like a grandma was taking care of me and she's like, and I'm like, <gasps> like I'm still awake. <laughs> She's like, you're okay. And then I don't remember anything else. It was just so funny. Tell me I want something. Let me tell you. It's like a double dog dare. Let's go. It's on. It's like, to know me, just know that if you don't want me to do something, tell me opposite. And then that's just how it works. Whatever. I just love pushing. The, it was just funny. It's just funny. And I did remember it. And then I, I wake up and I tell Chantel. I said, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember this. And she said, Sasha, you know you're repeating yourself. And I said, I know I am, so that I will remember, because they said I would forget. <laughs> She's like, girl, you're crazy. Just rest. <laughs> Please, just rest. Can you rest? No, it's not my strong suit. <laughs> All right? But we're going to magnify the Lord. And I have to tell you, in my own situation, I'm going to choose to magnify the Lord. And you have an opportunity to do the same. It's not, it's not that I'm stronger. It's not, it's not that I have greater anything. It's that I made the choice to magnify the Lord over the situation. I choose faith over fear. I will not fear. We will not fear. We will magnify the Lord. We will magnify the word of God. Come on. We will magnify the victory that we already have in Christ Jesus. I remind the enemy, he's already defeated. You're already defeated. I already have the victory in Christ Jesus. 1 John 5, 4, for everyone born of God is victorious. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you're victorious. Let's go. You are victorious and an overcomer, you, and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continual persistent faith in Jesus, in the Son of God. Our faith in Jesus, our faith in the victory at the cross, it is finished. When Jesus said it is finished, we remind the devil it is finished. It is finished, right? When storms of life hit us, because let me tell you, 
they'll hit you. When storms of life hit us, right? When difficulties come, when troubles come, when sickness and disease come, when the Rona Rona coming, come on, speak to it. Tell her, you got to go. No, no. Uh-uh. We choose to magnify the Lord. We choose to magnify the word of God. He said, he delivered me from all my fears. We've got nothing to fear. We've got nothing to fear. We choose to magnify that we already have the victory in Jesus. We set our focus This is our responsibility. We set our focus on Jesus, right? And we diligently keep our mind set on him. We have to choose in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the highs and in the midst of the lows, to remember to set our mind on Jesus and diligently keep it set. We set our mind on Jesus and diligently keep it set. Why? Because the world, the enemy, the storm would love to distract you. Everybody would love to be so loud around you. No, you're not going to overcome. No, you're not. When are you going to give in? Are you delusional? No, no, I'm not delusional, but I'm operating in faith you don't know about. <laughs> but let me, let me teach you. Let me show you. Let's be the light. Come on, we're going to be the salt. We need to walk this thing out, walk it out, and we will resist fear at all costs. We stand firm against fear. We resist fear at all costs and not allow it to rob us of the victory that we already have in Jesus. The enemy is a liar and he would love to lie to you and so that you believe that you're alone, that God has left you, that you will never overcome this, that there is no hope. But we remind the devil that he's defeated and he's under our feet and that he is a liar, right? Do not fear, only believe. We only believe, right? In Mark 5, 35, it says, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus. Okay, so Jairus, his daughter is on her deathbed. She is sick and she is dying. So Jairus knows about Jesus. So Jairus goes to find Jesus and he's like, Jesus, I need you to come pray for my daughter. I need you to come heal my daughter, right? Any dads in the house? You'll be running after Jesus if your daughter's on her deathbed. That's right. Jesus, Jesus, come on. Come on, let's go. He's like, Jesus, I need you. And so Jesus is like, let's go. And it's not like they just jumped in the car. You know, it's not even like they just jumped in the chariot or, you know, what horses, donkeys. No, they walked. (laughs) So Jesus is walking, right? And as Jesus is walking, there's another lady that she's like, man, she has some woman issues. She got some issues, okay? Man, you think your woman's got issues, you know, once a month. This lady had issues for 12 years, all right? She had some issues. And she said, she said, if I could only touch Jesus' clothes, if I could only touch his clothes, she's like, I'll be healed. So there she goes through the crowd. And Jairus is like, come on, come on, come on. And she touches Jesus' clothes. Immediately she's healed. And Jesus feels that power. And he says, who touched me? Imagine Jesus. Who touched me? I just imagine him like so GQ, like just so cool. Who touched me? It was me. It was me. But she was afraid. And so she didn't say anything. And Jairus is like, come on. 
on, come on. Okay, so this is where we're at, all right? I just said all that to say where we were at in the story. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came to the, from the house of Jairus saying to Jairus, your daughter has died. Who are these people? Are like, kidding me? Are these your friends? Is this your family? Your daughter's dead. Okay, thanks for the report. They didn't have text message. They just ran over there to tell Jairus. Your daughter's dead. Why bother the teacher any longer? We just read this as a story, but imagine that's your son, that's your daughter, and you're standing there with Jesus. <gasps> your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher any longer? Overhearing what was being said, Jesus said to Jairus, do not be afraid. Only keep on believing in me and my power. Jesus said, do not fear. Only believe in me. We have to resist fear because fear will rob you of your victory. Fear will rob you of your miracle. Fear will rob you of being set free, right? Stand firm against fear and do not allow fear to rob you of the victory that already belongs to you in Christ Jesus. And Jesus allowed no one to go with him as witnesses except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. They came to the house. We're like at 38 now, if you're following along. They came to the house of Jairus, and Jesus looked with understanding at the uproar of commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing in mourning. She's dead! She's dead! I don't know what mourning is, you know? We just wake up in the morning, but anyways. When he had gone, he said to them, why make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but is sleeping. We, what are we going to believe? Are we gonna believe what we see? Are we gonna believe the loud crowd around us crying and weeping because she's dead? Are we gonna believe the words of Jesus? Because the words of Jesus said, the child has not died, but is sleeping. Then they began laughing at Jesus. Are you kidding me? They got some nerve. Okay, they're over here loud, wailing, right? And then they, they went from crying. This is emotions for you right here, right? We need to exit drama. Like you got drama people in your life. Goodbye, goodbye. What Jesus said, get out. You know, I'm just going to pull a Jesus. Get out. You got to go, right? Anyways. Jesus, they start laughing at Jesus, but they knew the child was dead. But Jesus made them all go outside and took along the child's father and the mother with him, the three companions, the three disciples, and entered the room where the child was, taking the child by the hand. He took her by the hand. He said tenderly to her, Talitha kum, which translates from Aramaic means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Little girl, I say to you, get up. What is in your life that you need the words of Jesus to say, get up, get up. Come on, revive, revive. The little girl immediately got up and began to walk for she was 12 years old. And immediately they who witnessed the child's resurrection were overcome with great wonder, with great wonder and amazement. Jesus said to Jairus, and he is saying to us, do not fear, only believe in me. 
This is the choice we have to make. Are we going to choose to fear? Are we going to choose to believe the words of Jesus? Are we going to choose to look at the situation around us? Are we going to choose to take authority of the situation around us? Because we will be overcome. We will be devoured by the situation, or we will take authority over it and say, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Amen? Amen. Do not give in to fear. Resist it. Stand firm against it. This is a choice. This is a decision, right? Magnify the Lord over the problem. We're not going to speak the problem. Here you are posting about the problem, tagging your situation in the problem, Facebook posting the problem, calling up auntie, so-and-so, this friend and that friend, and I got this report, and this is what they said, and we got in this fight, and then this is what they said, and blah, blah, blah. Stop. Seriously, speak faith. Don't be in denial. We're not denying it. We're not ignoring the problem. We're facing it, but we're facing it with faith. We're going to fight the good fight. What's a good fight? When you win, let's go. We're winners. We're winners, not losers. Choose faith. Come on. Magnify the Lord over the problem. We have to stand firm against fear. Resist the enemy and he will flee. Simply resist him and he will flee. Resist is as simple as standing. You're standing firm against him. He will flee. James 4, 7. So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. And then once he knows you got that kind of power, he's like, whoo. Every time you're around, he's like, Mufasa. There goes the devil. Whoo. That's right. This girl is on fire because she knows the authority, right? We walk in authority, the authority that Jesus died on the cross to give us. That's what we're walking in. We're walking in that kind of authority, right? One of the, main, one of the enemy's main tactics is fear. It's fear. All the time you hear the angel, you hear the Lord, fear not, fear not, fear not. Only be strong, only be courageous. Fear not, fear not, right? One of the main ways we resist him, we resist the enemy, is resisting fear. We're, we're resisting that first thought of doubt. Resist it right there at that moment. Stand against it. Stand firm against it, right? Whenever we hear, think, even smell fear, Whatever it smells like, we resist it. Fear, you got to go, right? We stand firm on the word of God and resist fear. We stand. This is why we need to know the word. This is why it's important that we know the word so that we have those promises to stand on so that we can resist them, so we can resist the fear and the thoughts that come in, right? Whenever we give in to fear, we're choosing to operate. We're, we're, not, we're choosing not to operate in faith. We're making that choice right? When Jesus said, what did Jesus say? He said, do not fear, only believe in me and my power. And Jairus had a choice to make. Am I going to believe in Jesus and his power, or am I going to believe the evil report that my daughter is dead? I'm going to believe in Jesus. I'm going to believe in Jesus and his word and his power. Are you going to believe? We're going to believe. That's right. We're going to believe, right? When the pressure is on, only believe. When the pressure's not on, only believe, right? When the, when the pressure's on, you, when the pressure is not on, is when we should be filling ourselves up with the word of God. But what happens is we get in a little drought and the pressure's on. Then we're like, Jesus, why have you left me? He's like, I didn't leave you. <laughs> You've been ignoring me <laughs> and my word. Come on. 
It's not that we need brownie points with God. That's not why we read the word. We, do, we need the information. The word of God is information. We need a revelation of that information, put it into application, and we'll have a total transformation. That's how it works, right? When the pressure's on, only believe. The only way the enemy can defeat you is to convince you through fear and doubt. He needs to convince you because he already knows the truth. But if he convinces you of a lie, then you agree with him. Not us, not here, not at Love Life. We will not agree with the enemy. We will not agree with the lie. We know that we are healed. We're going to stand on that word of God. We know that we are prosperous. We're going to stand on that word of God. We know that God's, that God's word says, given to be given unto you. We're going to stand on that word, and we're going to see it come to pass in our life, right? Do not agree with the enemy. He wants to convince you through fear and doubt. He wants to convince you it's over. This is it. He wants to convince you it's hopeless. You'll never get out of this situation. You'll never overcome this situation. You'll never overcome depression. You'll never overcome anxiety. It's over. This is the enemy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants to convince you, but not us. We're not ignorant of his devices, right? He wants to convince you that God doesn't care, that nobody cares, right? It's all a mind game because the devil has to get your cooperation. He needs to get you involved to agree with him. Otherwise, he's a loser, right? He's defeated. He doesn't have no victory. He has to get you to agree with him. He wants you to agree with him, but we know better, right? We won't agree with him. We will resist him, and he will flee. Stand firm on the word of God. Be strong. Be courageous, right? Be vigilant. Be uh, diligent, diligent to set your mind on things above. Set your mind on Jesus. Set your mind on the victory. Set your mind. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober. Be self-disciplined. Be on guard. Don't get caught off guard. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like. He's not a lion. Guys, he's not a lion. He's like. <laughs> He's a liar is what he is. Roar! He's crying all that morning so loud. Roar! Nah, you ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> nah, you got to go. We tell him to go. That fear and doubt and all that mourning and crying that they were doing. What did Jesus say? Get out of the room. Sometimes when you're in a situation, people are not agreeing with the word of God. You know what? This is a season in my life where you need to be out of it. If you're not going to come into agreement with me, then we need to, for this season, I'll see you on the other side because I will see the victory. We're going to the other side. Jesus said we're going to the other side. We will see a victory. We'll see him do it again. Come on. That's right. And again and again and again. He will never fail us. And he never will because his word is true. We already have the victory. We just got to renew our mind to the word of God. We got to renew our mind that we are an overcomer. We've got to renew our mind that we are more than a conqueror. Come on. How can you be more than a conqueror? Because the victory already belongs to you. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. He walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. What does that mean? What that means to me, that there is some he may not devour. That's right. Some of us go through a situation. We go through some pain, sickness, disease comes to our way, and we're not devoured. How? Because we know he's like a lion. His roar does not affect us. We don't, Ooh, Mufasa. Nah. <laughs> go. 
you're already defeated. You're already defeated. I already have the victory over the situation, right? So that means that there are some he may not devour. Who are those that he may not devour? Those who are sober, self-disciplined, on guard, and vigilant. Because it said, be sober, be self-disciplined, be on guard. Don't get caught off guard. Be vigilant because your adversary The word tells us what we need to do. We need to do these things. We need to apply the word. We need to apply the word so that when the situation comes, like, oh, no, 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 buddy. We know that you are not. You know, like, have you ever seen, like, a little tiny puppy with the lion on? And they're, like, walking for, like, Halloween or whatever. Like, that's how silly the devil looks. You know what I mean? He just has a little Halloween costume, but he's just a little tiny puppy. You're like, go, leave. If a little tiny puppy came, you would not be afraid. If a lion came at you, you'd be like, ah, I'm going to die. <laughs> because the devil is not a lion. He is not. He's got a costume on. It's a costume. It's a costume, right? Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, we are pressured in every way, hedged in, but not crushed, perplexed, unsure of finding a way out, but not driven to despair, hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted to stand alone. We do not stand alone. When we stand firm, we stand against the, resisting the devil, resisting evil, resisting fear. We never stand alone. We never stand alone. We never stand alone. God is in us. We have been empowered. You're never alone. Stand firm. And when you've done all to stand, stand. Stand therefore. Struck down but never destroyed. Whom may he devour? The one he convinces. The one he deceives. And the one he influences through fear and doubt. That it's over. That it's hopeless, right? God doesn't care. Nobody cares, right? What did they tell Jairus? Don't bother Jesus. Your daughter is dead. That's what's happening in our life. We get a bad report. Don't even bother Jesus. Don't even bother going to his word. God doesn't care about you. Don't fall for the lie. Don't fall for the roar. Don't fall for it. Come on. What did Jesus reply? He said, do not fear. Only believe in me. We can't fear. We've got to believe in Jesus. Resist fear. Resist doubt. Resist bad thoughts. You have to do this. Like, I can't help it. My thoughts are bad. Resist them. Resist bad thoughts and resist drama. If you got to take a season without somebody in your life, take a season, right? It's just for a season. I need to work on me or whatever you want to say. Refuse to fear. We choose to believe by faith that we already have the victory in Christ Jesus, right? We fight the good fight of faith. But it's a good fight. Come on, the one you win. A bad fight is when you lose and get beat up by a little tiny puppy in a lion costume. Like, you're just like, be gone. But I'm telling you, if some one of them like guard dogs came running after you, man, growing up in the ghetto, we had alleys. And we had to like walk down the alley and there was like a big trash can and you threw all your trash, you know. Man, we have been chased by so many dogs. You're just like, ah, you learn how to run. And you, I'm just saying, anybody else been chased by dogs in the alley? Like, okay, a couple of us grew in that side, in that neighborhood, you know. 
Now you just put your trash can out in the front of the yard, and the trash man comes and picks it up, and you leave it out there for days, and you get a letter from the uh, HOA or whatever. Get your trash can, and like, I didn't leave it, and they got a picture of your trash can out. You're like, man. <laughs> You're like, who's spying on me? <laughs> you see the weeds? Come pull them. Hook this sister up. <laughs> just kidding. Jokes, jokes, jokes. That's a good fight. <laughs> we fight the good fight of faith. Standing firm, resist, and keep on resisting, right? Have power thoughts, power scriptures. Come on, power prayers readily available to you to help guide your mind in the right direction. You need to have these readily available to you. What are they? Your I am scriptures. I'm more than a conqueror. I am a child of God. I am loved by God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am the head and not the tail. They need to be readily available when the bad thoughts come, when the situation comes, right? Your notes from service. You need to have those readily available so you have that scripture when that doubt comes and the situation comes so you can remind yourself, remind yourself, right? Your past victories, your victories stories. Remind yourself. Come on. We got to remind ourselves. What did that song say? I see you move. You move a mountain. And I believe one day I'll be able to sing. <laughs> I'm not jealous of people who can sing, but man, because we believe that God will do it again. And again, he did it before, he did it for her, he did it for them, he'll do it for you. He's no respecters of persons. He will do it again and again and again. We believe that God is good and he is greater. And we have faith that he is a faithful God. He is a good God. He did it before, he'll do it again. We just gotta remind ourselves. We need those power thoughts readily available to change our thoughts, right? Paul said in 1 Timothy 6, 12, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on to eternal life, which, which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. What are we supposed to do? Fight, fight, fight. That's right. Let's fight. Fight the good fight of faith with your good confession. Not bad confession. <laughs> We're not magnifying the problem. We're magnifying the Lord. We're not going to stop saying bad confessions, right? We have to watch what we say. We say what the word says. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Let's go, right? We have to magnify the Lord, not the problem. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. You are a winner. Let's win this war on fear. Let's go. It's waging war. Let's win, right? You, we will never doubt God's great love for us. We will never doubt it. We're love life, loving God, loving people, loving life. We won't doubt his tender care for us, and we're not going to doubt his word over us. We will trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. It's when we lean on our own understanding that was when we get in the way of ourselves. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. We just want God to acknowledge our path, and we want to direct our ways, but that's not how it goes. We acknowledge God in all of our ways, and he directs our path. His path is greater than your path. Do not lean on your own understanding, right? Like the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may find access to. Access denied. 
Come on, access denied. When the enemy comes, access denied. You're not gonna gain access here. You're not gonna gain access in my thoughts. Come on, we're not ignorant of his devices. He plays mind games, right? He's a liar. He's an accuser. 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. He's a liar, right? He's a liar. We will not allow him access. Access denied. We will not fear. God is for us. God is with us. God loves us, and we have nothing to fear. Look at your neighbor and say, you have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Faith is our victory. Faith over fear. 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Your faith. Come on, our faith. Our faith. Fear not, only believe. God has already given you the victory. Do not allow the enemy. Do not allow the storm. Do not allow sickness. Do not allow pain. And do not allow fear to convince you otherwise. God loves you, he's with you, and you do have nothing to fear. You already have the victory. When the storms of life hit us, difficulties come, knock, 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 they're knocking on the door, troubles come, sickness and disease come, what do we do? We choose, we make the choice to magnify the Lord. We choose, we make the choice to magnify his word. We choose, we make the choice to magnify our victory in Christ Jesus. We set our focus on Jesus and we diligently keep it set on him. We diligently keep it set on him that our victory is in Jesus. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, right? We will resist fear at all costs because we're not gonna allow it to rob us of what already belongs to us. That miracle belongs to you. That freedom belongs to you. Whatever it is, it already belongs to you. Walk in that freedom. Walk in that authority, understanding that God loves you. God has a great plan for you. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You are a winner. Let's win this war on fear. Come on, be on guard. We're going to be that guard dog. Let's go. We're going to be that bodyguard. You need a bodyguard in your thoughts, and you say, oh, you got to go. That's not a good confession. You got to go, right? Imagine if you really had a bodyguard in your thoughts. We do. <laughs> You're the bodyguard of your own thoughts. Muscle up. Let's go. You need, to, you need to hit the bench of the word of God. You're looking all puny right now. You're like wondering why you're getting beat up. Come on, be that bodyguard. That's right. Strengthen yourself in the word of God. Strengthen yourself in the word of God. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love because perfect mature love cast out all fear God's with us God's for us he'll never leave us he'll never forsake us and we have nothing to fear amen 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 Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.